It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. Groundhog Day in the Planetary Asylum continues. It's accelerating. And even now, how many are completely oblivious to what's unfolding around us? Populations around the world are being subjected to increasing forms of assault that the majority, even now, are unwilling to acknowledge, no matter how increasingly transparent the assaults have become. How much truth will be tolerated by those who control the communications networks? And when will they try to censor any and all truth? The New York Times has just published a piece that is basically telling populations to ignore anyone who tries to tell you anything that in any way disputes official narratives. What does that add up to? It adds up to an Orwellian society of groupthink and doublespeak. And we are there. We are absolutely there. And how many fit into the category that could be labeled the conformists? Those who, whether consciously or subconsciously or both, feel that they are somehow safer if they go along with that groupthink, that dictated narrative from them that comes down from those in power who have anything but their best interest in mind. How clear can that be at this point? Consider the following quote from George Martin, who so correctly stated this, When you tear out a man's tongue, you're not proving him a liar. You're only telling the world that you fear what he might say. And we have the New York Times and other bought, sold, and paid for mass disinformation institutions like them stating this, suggesting to the American people that they not think critically anymore, but that they should trust institutions like Google. Forgive me for my my rant and my angst and anger. Why wouldn't I feel this? I am exhausted. I am absolutely exhausted from 20 years of nonstop slogging in this battle to try to sound the alarm when it feels like you're in some sort of a sci-fi movie where no one can hear you. That's now beginning to change. Thankfully, it's beginning to change. And for those that are waking up, for those that have reached out and sought the truth, and many I'm hearing from, I can't keep up with the communications. And if I, if I can't respond to a communication Please forgive me. I'm doing my absolute best. I'm so exhausted at times. I feel that I've collapsed on the treadmill and I'm hanging onto the bar and dragging on the belt. But I pick myself up and I keep going. And I know there are many exhausted in this battle. And I salute you for refusing to go silently into the night because the horizon is indeed incredibly dark. And these people who represent institutions like the New York Times, again, bought, sold, paid for, and all those who are doing their bidding, ultimately the bidding for those in power, those in control, i.e. those who print the money and those who control those who print the money. That's who is manipulating the levers right now. And if you think they're doing so for your benefit, you are not awake. Quite simply, you are not awake. This is Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org. You're listening to the Global Alert News Hour, commercial-free news hour paid for by geoengineeringwatch.org, a desperate attempt to continue to sound the alarm. Let's start with the weather, that form of assault. And that's exactly what it has become. After hurtling countless challenges, incredible difficulty, and with great expenditure, geoengineeringwatch.org has now completed a documentary film titled The Dimming. And this documentary was the result of many 
working together. It was a team effort, and I am immensely grateful to anyone, everyone that was in any way involved with this production. The wheel could not have rolled without all of us that are spokes in this wheel, and all those people who helped in whatever way they helped, they know who they are, and I'm immensely grateful to them. And I'm grateful to all those that are now helping to circulate this documentary film, again titled The Dimming. And this is a term which refers to the science term, global dimming. That term was coined by the science community to refer to the amount of direct sunlight that no longer reaches the surface of the planet due to the massive amount of atmospheric particulate buildup. These particulates are deflecting direct sunlight. And for the record, this is the exact goal of solar radiation management. Am I denying atmospheric pollution from industrialized, militarized civilization? Absolutely not. Of course, that's a part of this equation. But solar radiation management, geoengineering, climate engineering, stratospheric aerosol injection, all the science terms that relates to what we see in our skies, the expressed Goal, the objective, is to saturate the sky with light scattering and direct sunlight blocking particulates in the desperate and unimaginably destructive attempt to slow down a runaway warming scenario on the planet, which is underway right now. And the paradox is this. These programs are worsening the situation overall, not mitigating it. And the climate engineers have used weather as a weapon for many, many decades, and it's ongoing right now. What else would we call it when, for example, in Texas, we know that winter storms don't come out of the Gulf of Mexico? That's not meteorologically possible, but it is now. And what makes it possible is chemical ice nucleation for weather modification. This is hard science patented processes that have existed for decades. When you seed chemical ice nucleating elements into cloud moisture, you cause a nucleation of that moisture, an energy-absorbing process called an endothermic reaction, just like the ski slopes are using, just like your first aid kit and your it sits on your shelf for 20 years with a cold pack in it. You mix those endothermic reacting materials. You have ice instantly. This is being done on a scale that is incomprehensible, and that's how these cooldowns are being achieved. And we see the weather disseminating agencies. I'll get to more of that later in this broadcast. Those who work for these agencies, just like those who work for the New York Times and others, towing the line for the power structure because it provides them a paycheck and pension and they can keep their personal paradigm going just a little bit longer at the cost of sinking the ship for all of us. All of us. So now we see the sights set on Denver, Colorado. I'll get to that in a moment as well. The next target of the winter weather warfare operations. But the dimming, our film, I, I hope that everyone listening to this broadcast will take the time to view this film and see the credible, verifiable data presented in this film, including atmospheric particulate testing, the first of its kind. GeoengineWatch.org, at great difficulty and expense, was able to acquire a NOAA, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, flying lab. We conducted a number of flights with this flying lab, We and we flew through the particulate layers that were being emitted from heavy aircraft in our skies to sample what those emissions were, and we found exactly what we believed we would find. Climate engineering elements, starting with aluminum. And all of these elements, in addition to destroying the ozone layer, disrupting the hydrological cycle, blocking direct sunlight, which affects photosynthesis, these materials are highly toxic to the entire web of life, from soil microbes 
to atmospheric microbes and to us. We're all breathing this in. But these atmospheric tests that we did at geoengineeringwatch.org, including a jet aircraft test on the West Coast as well, prove that these heavy aircraft are emitting climate engineering elements. We are all part of a massive experiment that has been launched some 75 years ago without public knowledge or consent. And there are many, many agendas behind the climate engineering operations. It is not a simple this or that issue. It's this and that and many, many other factors. And that's imperative to understand. For those that are trying to wake others up to this issue, which helps to wake them up to many other issues and agendas that are being carried out right now, I think we all know what those are, or those that are diligently investigating know what those issues are. All of it's connected. All of it's intertwined. But sharing credible data is imperative in the effort to wake others up. And the documentary film, The Dimming, does exactly that. Interviews with former U.S. Air Force generals, former presidential cabinet members, Minister of Defense from Canada, biologists, geomicrobiologists, film footage of the test being taken, film footage of the test being processed at one of the most recognized labs in the world. If you want to wake others up to what's happening in our skies, and it is imperative that we do so, please use this film for a tool. Geoengineering Watch produced this film and immediately upon completion made it available to the entire world for free. Our only goal is to sound the alarm. And though many are focused on the immediate social scenario that's being forced upon populations all over the globe. It is directly connected to climate engineering in countless ways. Directly connected. And those dots are not hard to put together. Those puzzle pieces are not hard to put together. And if we don't stop climate engineering and the damage it is inflicting on our planet, along with countless other forms of human activity, I'm not denying that at all. Never have. But when you try to intervene in Earth's life support systems i.e. the climate and the atmosphere, in a manner that is simply to try to hide the breakdown of, of those systems, you simply do more damage. You add fuel to the fire. And again, weather is absolutely being used as a weapon for many decades. This is historical fact. Let's start with Project Popeye in Vietnam, very well historically documented. That is the tip of the proverbial iceberg. For populations that don't believe their governments would do this to them, you have not done any legitimate investigation. I can tell you that with complete confidence. You have done none. We know that the U.S. government had conducted 239 open-air tests over innocent civilian populations as of 1977. What has occurred since? What has occurred since? And what is going on right now that is so visible in our skies? What is that doing to our respiratory systems, to our ability to grow food? Anyone who is even slightly aware can feel the intensity of the sun when it's unfettered. And this is, there can be variances in this. It's important to remember the ozone layer disintegration is not uniform. It waxes and wanes. Some days will feel worse than others. But on days that feel bad, it is horrifically bad. It is scorching tree foliage. It is burning the bark off of trees on the exposed Cambrian layer. All of this is connected to climate engineering. And again, that's not a denial of other forms of human damage to the planet. We have the environmental groups that are ramming their heads farther in the sand than almost anyone else in many ways. And this is saddening to me, very saddening, because I care about the environment as much as anybody alive on this planet. But ignoring the climate engineering elephant in the room is simply unimaginable hypocrisy. But the bottom line is this. Bottom line. There can be no legitimate discussion about the climate from any perspective, 
without first and foremost acknowledging the climate engineering issue. And that's what the dimming documentary does. It exposes it from top to bottom. This is a very complete documentary with testimony from some of the world's top experts. Please, please view this film. Help us share it. We made it available for free. We're only asking, pleading with everyone to help us sound the alarm. And let's go back to the weather. We had Texas already. And we've had many other events like that all over the globe. It's been happening for many, many years. I've cited on this broadcast many times. If we go back to certain specific dates, again, and I know these dates inside out, this is all I do. We have the event that happened in South Dakota, October 4th, 2013. 100,000 cattle, plus or minus, killed by a, quote, flash snowstorm. Snow that began falling at 40 degrees, and that's how chemical ice nucleation works. The snowflakes can start to fall at far above freezing temperatures, but as that surface layer of cold builds, the temperature on the ground gets lower and lower. And if you take a reading of this chemically nucleated material, as I just did in the quote-unquote snowstorm that we just had in Northern California, went from about 75 degrees and being hot in the sun, if you stood in the sun, to suddenly it's snowing. And now, a couple days later, we're back up to being hot in the sun, 70 plus degrees how hard is it to figure out that these events, these flash snowstorms, are not natural? And how does this happen? With an expensive temperature, laser temperature gun aimed at this frozen material shortly after the event, I got readings as low as 15 degrees. How is this material 15 degrees when the ambient temperature outside was still significantly above freezing? How is that possible? The only way it's possible is chemical ice nucleation for weather modification. And this is not... Hard to prove. For those in Denver, I challenge you, do the same thing. And we've done this on Mount Shasta. We measured snow temperatures of 15 to 17 degrees in the first snow that occurred in the fall several years ago when ambient temperatures had not been below 30 degrees. How does that happen? Chemical ice nucleation for weather modification. There's an entire engineering winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. And the point I'm trying to convey is this. This is just one form of weather warfare. And it's a form that very few even in alternative media, have yet acknowledged, and I'm asking them to please acknowledge this form of geoengineering. Engineering winter weather. Again, search the engineering winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org, and now we're plummeting towards summer with forests that have been dried out because these processes of chemical ice nucleation tend to dry up much of that moisture, much like a swamp cooler does. For those that know what an evaporative cooler is, the endothermic reaction from the evaporating water cools the air temperature significantly, but the water is lost in that process. It becomes part of the air. Same thing is happening here with chemical ice nucleation. So what we see, and what we just saw on the West Coast before the flash snowstorm that we just got, drifting banks of moisture are allowed to flow into the West. It's heavily seeded, so we have extended periods of featureless, rainless skies. And then at the point in time that it's scheduled, and that's exactly what it is, the scheduled weather. Let's remember that the weather modeling for the National Weather Service and NOAA, the nation's weathermen, is done by Raytheon. Geoengineering, private defense contractor Raytheon does the modeling. So what's passed down is the scheduled weather. So that's how those that disseminate the weather, that are reading a script, know when it's going to start snowing fairly accurately in spite of meteorological conditions that would not dictate what they're disseminating. So as this drifting banks of moisture flow into the west, eventually some flakes start to fall out and the temperatures begin to drop, but this moisture, much of it is migrated further inland. So what we saw several days ago on the U.S. 
satellite radar map was about two-thirds of the lower 48 covered with some form of largely precipitationless cloud cover as they're trying to block the sun's incoming thermal radiation with solar radiation management, as they're trying to confuse and divide the population as to the true state of planetary meltdown by shading out their skies. How much blue sky do we see? And when it is, it's often incredibly hot and getting hotter by the day. And the paradox is this. For every engineered cooldown the climate engineers carry out, it worsens the overall warming of the planet. So this moisture is migrated in. We get the flash snowstorm, and it just decimated more of my remaining forest, which I'll cover more in a moment as well. And that makes, how can that not infuriate one? I can't even think of anything else. When I wander out in my forest and see the trees, the ones that were left and uh, trying to survive, toppled by this, this concrete mix of snow that's about to hammer Denver, how could it not infuriate anyone who has any sense of justice? That people individuals, I I don't even want to call them people, they think they have the right to play God with the weather. And they think they have the right to determine who lives and who doesn't at this point. Make no mistake about that. If you think that those at the top of the power structure care about preserving your personal paradigm or even your life, you should think again. And you should do some honest research because we're about to hit the wall at full velocity. What's happening now is we have, quote, so-called winter storms that are originating in the Gulf of Mexico, as is the storm that's about to hit Denver, coming from the Gulf of Mexico. And we have the paid disinformation actors on agencies like the Weather Channel and others that are all owned from bottom to top by power structure entities like BlackRock. We have them attempting to cover the tracks of the climate engineers by trying to explain to us why it's going to snow so much in Denver with moisture that came straight out of the record warm Gulf of Mexico that's producing severe thunderstorms and tornadoes and lightning, a stone throw away from the storm that's hitting Denver. And why is Denver a target area so often for this type of event? Because it sits in a basin. And as I just described earlier in this broadcast, as chemical nucleation creates a cold dense layer of air that settles to the surface, just like in your market when you have an open freezer and it's 80 degrees in the market, but the freezer is everything in it is frozen because it holds that cold air. Denver is a basin just like that. So it's ideal for the climate engineers to carry out this type of event, which they have done before in Denver, as they did last year and the year before. We had one event where Denver went from 85 degrees, all-time record high for the day. In less than 24 hours, they were down to 12 degrees. 85 degrees to 12 degrees. That can only happen with an unimaginable amount of chemicalized nucleation, intervention from the climate engineers. So that's why Denver is a target for these sensationalized headlines that, again, confuse and divide the populations. Back to the South Dakota snowstorm, which I mentioned again. 100,000 cattle killed, flash snowstorm, started snowing at 40 degrees. I captured the maps from that event at the same time, exact same time. It was 85 degrees in Chicago, 85 and raining. It was 89 degrees and raining in Kansas City. I've presented these maps in presentations. I, I saved them before they were taken offline. Texas, Dallas was zero degrees several weeks ago. At the same time, it was 85 degrees at the same latitude in Florida. How does that happen? With, and Texas was that cold with moisture straight out of the Gulf of Mexico. That can only happen again. Chemical ice nucleation for weather modification. And what else is in this seeding? How many are willing to even contemplate that? And I've pointed out in numerous previous broadcasts, the world's second most recognized geoengineering, trying to wrap this all together because 
it is absolutely completely connected from the CV-19 scenario to climate engineering completely connected. And so as I pointed out in previous broadcast, Dr. Kim Caldera, who has a prominent part in the documentary we just released, The Dimming, not an admirable part, but a, a prominent part. Dr. Ken Caldera, second most recognized geoengineer on the planet, who now works directly for Bill Gates. Bill Gates called Caldera his most amazing teacher. Caldera, as I've stated many times, stating on the record, we have the audio that he did for the U.S. Department of Defense. He helped design pathogens to seed clouds to infect the populations below. How many are willing to connect all these dots? And the missing piece to this puzzle is this, because so many ask me, why would they do this to themselves? Why would those in power do this to themselves? It's, we answer all these questions at geoengineeringwatch.org again and again and again, but I understand that sometimes people in their angst and anger, they don't look for the, they don't investigate first. They just ask questions, and I understand that. Go to geoengineeringwatch.org, and on the center column, there's a link that is answers to the most commonly asked questions on climate engineering. And on this question, why would they do this to themselves? We must understand. We must look at those in power as a cancer, because that is exactly what they are, a cancer that controls the flow of money. Therefore, they control militaries. Therefore, they control governments. They are not sane. Does a cancer intend to kill its host? No, but a cancer intends to proliferate, to control at any cost, the host eventually dies, and that's what we are dealing with. So now, at this point, those in power know the planet can't support populations any longer, and they are responding. Make no mistake about that. And this is where it's imperative for those listening to this broadcast, for anyone that hears this or watches the dimming, to understand the totality of the picture that the current paradigm can no longer be maintained. As we warned at geoengineeringwatch.org for the entire length of our existence, over a decade, that this point was coming at blinding speed, the point at which the collapse of Earth's life support systems could no longer be hidden, and that those in power should be expected to play big cards, to drop big shoes. And we mentioned, again, three primary pillars in that equation. Global conflict, false flag, pathogen release. Connect those dots on your own. So back to the engineered winter weather, moisture straight out of the Gulf of Mexico, the weather disseminating disinformation agencies, script readers, weather channel, the rest, trying to convince populations that we have winter storms out of the Gulf of Mexico now with a warm side and a cold side. This is not hard to see through if you simply stand back and keep eyes wide open. On the subject of standing back, let's take a little wider view of the horizon. Certainly we know the current structure is disintegrating and that certain factors that have been put in place have help to radically accelerate the fragmenting of societies. We know what those factors are that have created isolation, mental anguish, mental health issues, physical health issues. And we have huge segments of the population that desperately want to believe the official narratives. They desperately want to believe if they simply blindly follow those narratives, they will somehow magically return to a pre-pandemic scenario. But that conclusion is simply not supportable by the facts. And we have so-called elected officials that play the part of dividing societies against themselves. We've certainly had much division the previous four years. Now we have a different form of that division happening now. We have an occupant of the White House that does not seem to be able to articulate facts or even statements at times. We have 
a recent statement by the current occupant of the White House trying to make the comparison that CV-19 has killed more than all the wars that we have been engaged in, the world wars, and that math simply is incorrect, grossly incorrect. And it doesn't seem that this individual is conscious of this. And again, I'm not left, right, conservative, liberal, red, blue. That's all orchestrated division. That's what that is. We need to get past that. And for those that think the stock market house of cards is going to last much longer, it's not. It's gone longer than it should have already, but that end is close. You can't print money and pump it out into societies and think it's going to continue because ultimately the only actual currency that matters is nature. Nature has historically produced 75% of all global GDP for free no longer. Those systems are completely collapsing. And I am often baffled at how many I know who should see this and they don't because perhaps their sense of fear won't let them see this. We have Americans using their homes right now as ATM machines thanks to the rock bottom interest rates. And let's ask this question. How many are being pacified because of all the artificial economic stimulation that's allowed them to continue mass consumption in spite of the planet's imploding life support systems. And the COVID relief program is, in reality, not actually a benevolent act of kindness from a benevolent government. It's simply the distribution of fiat money printed from thin air being passed out to populations in order to pacify them until the brutal bitter end, which again on the current course is now far closer than almost any would like to even consider. The reality of what's unfolding, the totality of it, simply doesn't fit into most people's programmed frame of reality. Thus, in a very real sense, they can't see the oncoming train, even though it's about to hit them at full velocity. And we have the political talking heads on so many radio stations and TV networks that simply create circular, meaningless, scripted conversations that distract the population, and that is the goal. Let's get to some headlines, and forgive me if I sound fatigued, it's only because I am, because 20 years of, again, nonstop slogging has made me so, but I will press on no matter what, each and every single day, until this insanity in our skies and countless other forms of insanity are fully exposed, once and for all. The insanity must be exposed, it's the only way forward in this battle, a critical mass of awareness is the only way forward, and again, awareness doesn't just mean knowing about a problem, it means allowing for it, facing it acknowledging it and trying to deal with it. That's what true awareness actually means. And what journey could be more meaningful than that? Back to headlines, winter storm Zylia. Quote, a potentially historic blizzard. That's from the Weather Channel. They love these types of headlines. Distraction, division in the population of cold, cold, cold on a planet that's in total meltdown. And the only thing hiding it, masking it, while making it worse at the same time is climate engineering and chemical ice nucleation operations. Next headline, quote, this is from USA Today. Blockbuster blizzard expected to hammer Denver area with feet of snow this weekend. Winter weather warfare. Another headline, mainstream sources. Colorado, Nebraska, and Wyoming brace for a potentially historic winter storm Zylia. And what's coming after this? Forest fires, epic forest fires, likely worse this year than ever before. Because in spite of all this, all these headlines of winter weather that would make people think there must be water running everywhere, it's not. Portions of the U.S. West are drier than they've been based on paleo data for at least 1,200 years, and I would argue the data indicates that's a very conservative figure. The climate engineers can cut off the flow of precipitation to whoever they want, and when they're nucleating these winter events, they can create drought or deluge scenarios, and this heavy, wet, crushing snow 
in certain places like Denver is about to get hit with. There's so much moisture in the air in certain regions. It shouldn't be snowing in the first place. And when they convert all this, in the case of Denver, this Gulf of Mexico moisture into snow with chemical nucleation, yes, it's a heavy, wet, concrete-like snow that will create short-term runoff and flooding events in certain places. But in other areas where they've floated a, a portion of the moisture across the west, much of that moisture has migrated further on into parts of the U.S. further east where they use that moisture for this type of program, combine it with the moisture from the Gulf of Mexico, and now they have a snowstorm that has a warm side and a cold side. Again, this shouldn't be hard to see through. But when we look at the moisture in the U.S. west, the Sacramento River is a trickle. The Shasta Dam, Lake Shasta, very low. The fuel moistures are record low. Trees are dying all over the forest right now. And how do the forest fires connect to climate engineering because that's coming. Make no mistake, that's coming. Once you get past these winter weather headlines from the engineered winter weather event in Denver, and we had the Texas event, we're going to get to the epic fires again. And if you search the engineering wildfire section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org, you'll find in-depth reports of how wildfires are directly connected to climate engineering and what the climate engineers utilize the smoke from those wildfires for. The hotter those fires burn, the higher the smoke is elevated, the longer it stays in the atmosphere. Northern latitude wildfire smoke tends to spin toward the polar region, providing temporary cooling for the Arctic. At what cost? At what cost? At the cost of ensuring that we have no chance for the long run, even the short run. Disintegrating Earth's remaining life support systems, the remaining forests, in order to mask not to mitigate, but to mask the superheating of the Arctic for a bit longer, to keep business as usual just a bit longer, to pacify the populations just a bit longer, all at the cost of ensuring we have no chance for even near-term survival. And the food supply is also tangled up in this scenario. We know that food crops in Texas were slaughtered from the engineered winter event there just prior to the most recent engineered winter event in Northern California, I toured I-5. The orchards were all in bloom. How much of that has been damaged now by this engineered surface cooldown? And is that a part of the agenda? We each have to answer that for ourselves. But trees were leafing out and blooming prior to this latest round of cold weather. That was a hard freeze warning in the Redding area. And I warned in the previous week's broadcast that this was coming because I read the sources and sites that put out the scheduled weather. And again, sites that try to explain why the rain is, quote, changing over to snow. That's a term they use all the time now, why the far above freezing temperature rain changes over to snow. And they try to tell us it's because of a cold layer above the surface that is causing all these changes. We know that's not true. We're communicating to pilots that make clear that as they ascend out of this surface cold area, it gets far warmer not colder. We've talked to pilots, and I've shared this on air, private jet pilots that fly some very important people that have had their jets, Lear jets, forced into an emergency descent with autopilot controls because the air was so warm outside it would not support the aircraft. We don't hear anything about that, do we? Nothing. Those in power are using every means at their disposal to mask the true severity of planetary implosion until the last possible moment. And headlines like this, and this is from the script-reading actors at AccuWeather, look out, the headline states, look out Denver, major snowstorm aiming at Mile High City. It's not a major snowstorm. It's not nature. 
It's climate engineering operations. That's exactly what this is, and you can't take this out of the equation. And anyone who tries to have a discussion about the weather, any source, any site, any TV station, any radio station, if they're not addressing climate engineering, they are lying to you. Lies of total omission. Single biggest climate disrupting factor of all climate engineering, period. And that is... I have to say this every single time. That is not a denial of all the other factors. And I have so many people that jump to that conclusion, and that conclusion is simply wrong. It's completely wrong. Every single form of human activity that affects the energy balance of the planet or the Earth's life support systems is, in fact, a form of geoengineering. But the intentional geoengineering operations, by far the biggest disrupting factor of all. But we have to consider all of it. We can't make it a this or that equation, as I stated in the beginning of this broadcast. So yet again, Denver is the target of winter weather. And I explained why that is the case. Denver is a perfect geographic location for these flash freeze events because it sits in a bowl. So let's again summarize a few of the fundamentals of the wider ramifications of climate engineers of climate engineering. As the climate engineering atmospheric aerosol toxic dispersions continue to be ramped up, saturating our breathable air column with extremely toxic bioavailable and bioaccumulative nano-sized particulates of heavy metals and polymers, the power structure owned and controlled weather channels and agencies, again, are tasked with trying to convince populations that all their worsening breathing problems, for example, are just the result of nature, just the result of pollen, they are told. But this narrative is patently false. Certainly pollen can be a factor for some people in some places, but how many decades have global populations been inhaling the highly inflammatory climate engineering fallout? A scenario that radically inflames our immune systems in addition to saturating our bodies with elements that damage our health in too many ways to even begin to calculate. Inflamed respiratory systems and damaged immune systems make us all susceptible to any and every form of atmospheric particle or pathogen. Question, how well does this scenario serve those in power, especially at this moment in time, this perilous moment on planet Earth, a crossroad in which those in power know full well that the planet can no longer support the weight of the human race, when governments know full well that they can no longer support their populations. And there's this question to consider. Is it not yet obvious that governments around the globe are completely colluding, collaborating, and cooperating with core threat issues like CV-19 and climate engineering? Two issues which themselves, again, are joined at the hip. They're inseparable. All is connected. All of the puzzle pieces fit together. Don't forget that. In a moment, more breaking headlines. I'll get to more headlines. I'm sorry about the summary ranting, but it's essential to have a clear understanding of the, the biggest pillars in this equation. I want to state first my deepest gratitude to each and every individual that's doing their best to stay informed, to wake others with credible data from a credible source, and to help turn the tide of insanity that we are all awash in, neck deep. Thank you for your help with sounding the alarm. It's our collective efforts that can yet make a difference. This is Dane Wigginton. You're listening to the Global Alert News Hour. Episode number 292, March 13th, 2021. This is, as stated, the bad news broadcast. But it's critically important information that covers the issues we must face in order to have any chance of changing course. This commercial-free frontline news broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org and paid for by geoengineeringwatch.org. This news hour is broadcast throughout Northern California on KQMS, 1670 AM, 104.9 FM, and 105.7 FM. KQMS is the largest news talk radio station north of Sacramento. And this announcement, geodrinkwatch.org, is currently negotiating to have global alert news broadcast in major radio stations in Texas and Florida. 
I'll do my best to make sure those negotiations reach fruition, if I possibly can. Recordings of this broadcast can be found at geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent top stories and radio sections. The latest Geoengineering Watch awareness raising materials can be ordered from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for our approximate cost of producing and shipping. Those in the Reading area of Shasta County can pick up free geoengineeringwatch.org materials from the vitamin section at Orchard Nutrition. Talk to the staff in that section. Jim Fair, G-E-M-F-A-I-R-E. Jim Fair is a staunch ally in the fight to expose and halt climate engineering. There is a geoengineeringwatch.org informational booth at all Jim Fair events with free materials. This weekend's event started yesterday and tomorrow. Puyallup, Washington at the Washington State Fair Event Center. If you're near that area, please attend the event, show your support for Jim Fair, and pick up free materials that are exponentially more effective at waking others to the climate engineering issue than anything you can say verbally. The picture is worth a thousand words. I also want to thank WSYP 95.1 FM in Birmingham, Alabama. They have picked up and are now airing the weekly Global Alert News update. I'm immensely grateful to all those that are doing their best to help carry this fight forward. It is our collective efforts that can yet make a difference. And I understand that this is not what any of us wanted to do. I certainly didn't want to do this. I never, ever wanted this job. I wanted to wander in the forest and plant trees and to watch them grow to watch nature thrive somewhere on the planet. But I couldn't do that anymore. Knowing what was happening in the skies above me, I couldn't do that anymore. I couldn't face my children. I couldn't face myself in the mirror. I couldn't face every creature that still tries to survive in the forest without doing everything I could to try to make a difference for the better. And again, many are doing the same, and I'm immensely grateful to all. It's imperative to understand that what's occurring now can't just be turned off. In regard to the climate engineering issue, many have falsely tried to conclude that if we stop this, that everything would reset, and that is not the case. And again, in regard to the reset and the CB19 scenario and all the global economic power centers about that, using this as a, quote, great reset, nature will have the final reset, period. There's no question about that. In regard to the climate engineering issue and why I focus so hard on this issue, again, because it's the single greatest and most immediate threat we collectively face short of nuclear cataclysm, which is a very, very real and immediate factor in the equation as well, and which is also connected to climate engineering. As I said, everything's connected. When you have climate engineering destroying the protective layers of the atmosphere, which now make us more susceptible to a CME, a coronal mass ejection, so we have a massive solar flare like the Carrington event in the 1800s, and it shuts down grids all over the world, and nuclear plants can't cool themselves. Now we have Fukushima times many dozens or hundreds. Same thing with sea level rise now inundating nuclear plants when they can't be cold shut down and they begin to go into meltdown like Fukushima is, which there's no end in sight for, by the way, for those who think it's cured. We just passed, I think, the 10th anniversary of Fukushima. And many think that event has just magically gone away. No. No, there's three China Syndrome nuclear meltdowns there, nuclear volcanoes with no end in sight. That event by itself is an extinction-level event if other factors don't do the job first, and that's the course we're on. Other factors will do the job far sooner. It's connected to everything. And, and what are Americans arguing about? Because that's what mainstream media wants them to argue about. What label to put on a school bathroom? For what gender? And, and that type of scenario that they want us to argue and fight about. So we miss the point. And so many are, in fact, missing the point. The planet's life support systems are collapsing, and they're collapsing at hundreds of times the speed at which they have ever underwent a mass extinction in Earth's history. Hundreds of times faster now. We are in completely uncharted territory, and you can't just turn it off. 
in the new geoengineeringwatch.org documentary, The Dimming, again, posted at geoengineeringwatch.org right now, that fully exposes the climate engineering reality. At the end of that documentary, I shared some of my former life, much of it underwater in locations around the world, in ecosystems that are now gone. They're gone. And this headline from last week is a confirmation of that. The headline is, quote, from multiple mainstream sources, the collapse of Northern California kelp forests will be hard to reverse. Again, you can't just reverse it. The equilibrium period from past mass extinctions like the Petum event, the Paleocene-Eocene thermal maximum 55 million years ago, the equilibrium period after that event, which again happened at a pace hundreds of times slower than what we're experiencing now, was 10 to 20 million years. From this report from last week, it says satellite imagery shows that the area covered by kelp forests off the coast of Northern California has dropped by more than 95%, with just a few small isolated patches of bull kelp remaining. Species-rich kelp forests have been replaced by urchin barrens, in quotes, where purple sea urchins cover the seafloor devoid of kelp and other algae. This is a desert. Lush Underwater ecosystems have been turned into deserts. And if you watch this footage at the end of, it's at the very end of the, the dimming documentary, you can get an idea of what I feel so fortunate to have experienced through so many years of my life, literally hundreds and hundreds of hours alone and isolated. I always dove alone because I could see more, experience more. I didn't want anybody to disturb this wildlife that I was viewing and I would lay on the surface of these kelp forests for hours and hours in a camouflaged wetsuit that I had custom made for myself so that that I would blend in with the wildlife there and I'd see them in their natural behavior and their natural habitat and those ecosystems are gone and they're not just gone from California. We hear about the barrier reef being decimated and it is and I've I've been on two private expeditions there as well to see that reef before it was completely wiped out. But the kelp forests around the southern border of Australia are a much more vast ecosystem, and they are also 90 to 95% gone. Gone. How many people think that life is going to continue the way it is right now? No aquatic life, no people. Oceans die, we die. Insects die, we die. Trees die, we die. Ozone layer collapses, we die. All of it's happening at once. What will it take to make more people dedicate themselves to the fight for the common good. And I know many people are simply trying to get through the day. And I understand that. But each of us, even in such a situation, can share information with others for free from our own home computer. We can share that. And that's why we've tried to provide the dimming documentary so that there's something that is very complete, very comprehensive, that can be shared, very credible, that can be shared with anyone, everyone, to help them to understand the totality of what we face. We face immediate existential threats. Immediate. Did anyone see the headline of, oh, by the way, the California kelp forests are gone. They're gone. And what about California's forests? They're almost dead. I used to have bears in my front yard. Sometimes two or three at once. Now nothing. I've had 30 or 40 turkeys in my front yard. I can barely find one now. And I live in the middle of wilderness area it's silent it's deafeningly silent i don't have the words anymore but i know this that what life could be more well lived than a life dedicated to fighting for what's left 
And isn't that a responsibility? Another headline, this from Smithsonian Magazine. Climate change lays waste to butterflies across the American West. That's a lie. That headline is a lie. It's not just climate change. The single most destructive factor to the insects is climate engineering. And we have peer-reviewed study to prove this. We have peer-reviewed study to prove the bees, for example, are dying from massive aluminum exposure. It's doing the same to the rest of the insect populations. And the disintegrating ozone layer is wiping out insects. And the single most destructive factor in regard to the ozone layer disintegration is climate engineering. So we have disinformation sources like the Smithsonian Magazine, AccuWeather, Weather Channel, all of these paid disinformation actors doing the bidding of the power structure because that's what provides their paychecks and their pensions. And all of these people that are participating in this planetary omnicide should be, must be held legally and morally accountable by an awakened population that would be, should be, must be justifiably outraged at what's been done to them. And what other lies have we been fed if we marry the climate forecasting disinformation agencies with that like Smithsonian? And we have seen in the past when we have massive radar reflections, which is clearly reflective climate engineering particulates being sprayed in various regions all over the world, what have we been told? We have been told by official sources, by so-called scientists, that, for example, in Southern California, they cited a cloud of ladybugs in that particular story that we were expected to believe was some 10 to 20 miles wide and 100 miles long, that that was a massive cloud of ladybugs that nobody really saw, but it was there. How absurd can this equation get? We saw on the East Coast uh, several stories about similar-sized clouds, literally hundreds of square miles, that were butterflies. Really? But butterflies are disappearing all over the globe. Insects are disappearing all over the globe. 80 to 90% decline, which GeoengineWatch.org tried to sound the alarm on about eight years before any official agency said a word. Almost a decade before. How are there so many people that have so little sense of honor that they can recite whatever narrative they're getting or go round up and lock up in the case of some law enforcement. I know we have many good law enforcement officers as well, but how many are willing to do whatever they're told so long as it preserves their personal paradigm? That must change. It must change with our military brothers and sisters, and that's why at GeoengineWatch.org we try to instill this fact. The only way forward in this fight is to reach a critical mass of awareness, and that awareness must include an individual sense of responsibility to the whole. If the whole goes down, we all go down with it, and going along with the collective insanity in the notion that that will preserve your personal paradigm is a very naive notion. When the ship goes down, we all go down with it. So bottom line, this article from Smithsonian that it's climate change that are laying waste to butterflies. No. The single biggest factor yet again is climate engineering. So for every environmentally minded individual that's a part of some environmental group somewhere, if you're not holding the leadership of your group accountable to address this issue, then that group is nothing more than a massive organization of total hypocrisy. Total hypocrisy. And there's plenty of hypocrisy on all sides of the fence, by the way. Those that want to believe that we can perpetually expand on a finite planet with finite resources and we should abandon environmental regulation in doing so, that is just as bad. Let's see if before I'm done with this broadcast, I can anger everybody. That's not my goal. Please understand that's not my goal. What I'm trying to point out is while so many are focused 
in a very tunnel-visioned manner on what's in the foreground. They don't see the tidal wave, the existential threats looming above our head, and those in power want it exactly that way. They do not want the population to understand the immediacy and severity of what's unfolding. And for those that have seen these ecosystems disappear around the globe, ecosystems on which our lives fully depend, look at the footage at the end of the dimming documentary. And that's what I saw for so many years, and it is gone. It is literally gone. And it's not going to return in any time frame that matters. And that is directly connected to our ability to feed ourselves. About 2 billion people around the world depend on the sustenance from aquatic life every single day, and that's not going to be available much more or for much longer. What happens then? And when there's not enough to go around, the law of the jungle will prevail. And now how are populations behaving? Again, to what I stated at the beginning of this broadcast, how many are just blindly going along with whatever they're told to do? There's a farmer that I sometimes communicate with. He's in Illinois. And he stated something to me in a conversation I had recently with him. And I, he is a, a, a good soul. He's salt of the earth. And I, I respect him as a human being. I deeply respect him. And he asked me this. How is it that so many people that he knew are so willingly to be injected with something that they know nothing about? Nothing. And he stated to me that he wouldn't allow his cattle to be injected with anything that he didn't know completely what was in it, that he hadn't examined and read and understood what was in it. And he was perplexed, justifiably so, at how so many are so willing to blindly accept an injection into their body that they know nothing about, that they have only looked at the official narrative about. What profound wisdom from this farmer It is absolutely imperative to understand that the threats we face are completely connected. They are inseparable, and they stem from the same source. We are being lied to on every front, on a scale that can scarcely be comprehended. I ranted far too much on this broadcast. Please forgive me, but sometimes it is very difficult to restrain when you're neck deep in a sea of insanity that's rising by the day. A few more headlines to tie into the bigger picture. This headline report relates to what I covered in the beginning of this broadcast from multiple sources. Find particulate matter from wildfire smoke more harmful than pollution from other sources. This is the kind of disinformation we get from the so-called experts, from the so-called scientists, and it applies on every front, every front. Climate engineering, CB19, every front. It's up to the individual to seek out and find the truth because you are not going to get it from any official source, any mainstream media source, period. So... When they state that fine particulate matter from wildfire smoke is more harmful than pollution from other sources, certainly that is true. But what source are they omitting completely, which is the worst of all by far? Not just in the toxicity, but the quantity. Climate engineering aerosols, period. And we have, as this report states, researchers at Scripps Institute of Oceanography at UC San Diego examining 14 years of hospital admissions data conclude that fine particles in wildfire smoke can be several times more harmful to human respiratory health in particulate matter from other sources such as car exhaust. Let's take that further. We know that climate engineering is dispersing aluminum. We know that. Watch the dimming documentary and see conclusive proof of that. We know from peer-reviewed science study that when aluminum is combined with mercury, 
which we all have in us from amalgam fillings and from breathing air that's been saturated with smoke from coal burning power plants. We all have mercury in us. Now we all have aluminum in us. When you combine those two metals, you get what's called synergistic toxicity. Overall toxicity is a hundred times worse, up to a hundred times, 10,000% worse. Do we have these so-called scientists from Scripps telling us about that? Of course not, because they just want to tell you about what you might relate to nature being bad. It's just nature. And the wildfires themselves, again, completely connected to climate engineering. So many roads lead straight back to the total derailment of Earth's life support systems, i.e. climate engineering, with completely toxic operations that are not in any way, shape, or form for the common good, and that applies to every other scenario we face in society today. It is not about the common good, and any citizen today that has access to various forms of media that's not using due diligence to seek out the truth is missing the point. If you still believe those in power care about you and preserving your life, your children's lives, think again. Think again. I'm only asking you to investigate. I'm not giving you any conclusion, but I'm asking you to please open your eyes, seek out data, however painful it may be. It is essential. We are all drowning in a rising sea of total deception, and we are almost out of time. Consider these quotes from The Matrix. I've stated in the past, but it's essential to hear again. This is from the character Morpheus, who stated, quote, The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us, even now in this very room. You can see it when you look out your window, or when you look up, certainly, or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth, end quote. Morpheus then states this, You have to understand Most of these people are not ready to be unplugged, and many of them are so inert, so hopelessly dependent on the system that they will fight to protect it. And how true that is at this very time. Those that are fighting to protect the matrix that is literally determining their near-term existence, or should I say, demise. I hear from many that try as hard as they can to convince me that it can't be that bad, that the state of the world can't be that bad. But it is. It's even worse than that. It's much worse. But is there no hope? When I see a single blade of grass or flower fighting its way through a crack in the concrete jungle of the largest cities in the world, I know there is hope. I know there is something out there that is so profound and so powerful so inconceivably miraculous that there is always a chance, no matter how dark the horizon. And what life could be of greater value than a life devoted to the fight for all that matters, devoted to preserving the web of life on which our lives and our children's lives completely depend? We are the ones we've been waiting for. Make your voice heard in this all-important battle to sound the alarm. Reaching a critical mass of awareness is the only way forward in this fight. Share credible data from a credible source. The activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org will provide further instructions. We are running out of time. We must make every day count. Until next week, this is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org.